Hey, Praise Chapel Paramount, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message continues our series with us with Pastor Omar Lopez in a message on peace. Now, if you haven't followed us on Instagram or Facebook, give us a follow at PC Paramount. And then be sure to check out our website at praisechapelparamount.com, loaded with information and resources about our church. Enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Isn't the Lord so good this morning? We welcome all of you, and you can all be seated. We thank you for your generosity this morning. And uh, let me just say this to you. Uh, Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, you're in the right place at the right time right now. And so this morning, as we dive into our series, and we're continuing this series on with us. How many believe the Lord is with us? And we need his presence. We need the Holy Spirit with us. And it's a wonderful promise in the Word of God. When Jesus was born, he would be called Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. And I'm going to read a verse of scripture here out of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. And kind of where we're getting our theme for our whole series here. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and what did it say? Prince of Peace. Turn to someone and say peace. I believe that today. That's what we're going to talk about, that God's with us to bring us some peace. And every time I talk to people and talk to a lot of people today, and I'll tell you what, they seem to be looking for some peace. No matter what they're involved in, no matter how busy they are, they can be people that are active. It can be people that are ambitious. It can be people that have big dreams and they have all of these things. And one of the things that I find, although they may have all of this, I rarely find someone that has peace in their life. And especially in today's time, People are wondering, is it the end of the world? Is coronavirus going to leave us? Is all of these circumstances that are on our world today, people are fearful, people are filled with anxiety. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus came to give us peace. This is why he is considered or he is named the Prince of Peace. And 700 years before Christmas or 2,700 years from here or from now, Uh, Years ago, 2,700 years ago, the Bible says that the Savior would be born. And it was prophetically spoken out of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It says, a child has been born for us, and God has given us a son, and he will be called the Prince of Peace. I love that, man, the Prince of Peace. And then later, when Jesus started his ministry... And even before he left into heaven, he talked about giving us peace. And it's found in John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, I'm giving you the gift of peace. The kind of peace that I, or that only I can give, he said. It isn't like the peace that the world gives. Thank God it's not the world's peace, but only he can give us the peace. So I'm going to pray this morning as we get into this message. I just want us to open our hearts and believe the Lord today to minister to your life. So, Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your grace. But, God, most of all, we thank you for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. 
And so I pray today, God, that you'd open up our hearts, open up our minds today to receive the word of God. Remove every distraction. God, remove so many things that may be on our mind, but help us to give you our 100% undivided attention. I pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit as I declare your word today, that people would hear the voice behind the voice in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. How many just enjoy worship this morning? Wasn't it wonderful to just worship God? I'll tell you what, it's just wonderful to be in the house of God, worshiping the Lord. And as I I read the scripture today that he came to give us peace that only he can give, not what the world gives. Because how many know the world is looking for peace in a bottle? The world is looking for peace in a pill or in a magazine or a screen. They're looking for peace in the wrong places. And Jesus said, I come to give you peace. Not that the, not the kind of peace that the world gives, because in reality, the peace that the world gives is phony. It's temporary. And some of you have sought that before. and You've been there. You lived that life. And you were looking for peace in all the wrong places. Am I right? And, and throughout history, even... Uh, even in history, it tells us that people are always looking for peace. Do you know that more peace treaties have been broken and than ever before? I think it's like 8,000 peace treaties. People try to make peace. They can't even keep the peace. Am I right? Throughout the world, people are looking for peace. And it's hard to find people that have some peace. I was reading a story about this guy who went to his psychiatrist. And every night, he, he told his psychiatrist, every night I go to bed. And I think someone is under my bed. So then I get up and I look under there, but there's no one there. So I crawl under the bed. And when I'm under the bed, I get this idea that someone's on top of the bed. So I get up and and I get up and down every night uh, and it's just driving me crazy. I don't know how to fix it. The doctor said, I think I can help you. He said that you come see me twice a week. Each visit is going to be $75. And uh, it, uh, you need to see me for about a year. The guy goes, man, that's about like $7,800. He said, for a guy like me, I don't know if I can afford that. And the guy says, well, uh, uh, you know, he said, I'm going to go talk to my wife about it. And the psychiatrist said, I'm telling you, it's going to take me about a year to help you. And so finally, the guy calls the psychiatrist back. He says, you know what? I don't need to, to see you anymore. My wife has solved the problem. He goes, How? He goes, well, she cut the legs off the bed, and I don't have to look under the bed no more, right? That's what happens. Your wife sometimes can help you with your peace this morning. Some of your wives need to say amen. You see, we're looking for peace in all the wrong places, and only God can give us that peace. And so when I think about Jesus, the Prince of Peace, there's, there's many kinds of peace in the world or many kinds of peace that we can talk about today. And I'm going to kind of narrow it down uh, to three basic types of peace that all of us uh, all of us are looking for. And uh, again, I don't know what you've been through all this year. I can give you some idea that all of us, uh, 2020 has betrayed us. Am I right? 2020 kind of did us wrong. Uh, uh, and I know it's been a tough year. And uh, most of us can say, man, I'm a little tired of it. I'm a, I've had enough. 
Uh, you know, most of us could say I'm a little fatigued over 2020, and I need to see what, what hopefully next year it's not going to be as stressful. Hopefully next year we can go into next year with peace and some faith. How many can say, man, I want to go into And, and do, do you realize that there are 790 verses uh, that talk about peace? And so this morning, I'm going to go through each and every one of them. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to narrow it down today to uh, what these verses talk about and narrow it down to three categories today that I think it can really help you as we get into this message today. All of us this morning, could re- it'll apply to every single one of us. There's three kinds of peace that most people are looking for. It's spiritual peace. How many know that's important? And then there's that emotional peace, our well-being. And then there's that relational peace. Uh, with other people, or it could be said this way, all of us are looking for this eternal peace. Or the second thing is internal peace. We want internal peace inside emotionally, and then we want external peace with other people. And so the first one I want to talk about, you can write this down, is having peace with God. Eternal peace with God. Having peace with God. All of us this morning need that spiritual peace, that the most important peace that all of us, without having peace with God, uh, friend, you're not going to have real peace. The peace of God in your life affects everything about you. It affects everything about who you are when you have real peace with God. How many understand when your relationship is out of whack with some with someone or out of alignment, it affects everything? If your relationship is out of whack with your husband or your wife, or a good friend, or your mom and dad. How many know it just affects your whole life, man? When your relationship is out of alignment, when there seems to be conflict or problems with a key relationship in your life, it affects everything about you. And just think about this. When our relationship is out of whack with God, it affects your whole life. And this is exactly why the Prince of Peace, Jesus, came into the world so that he can bring peace in our relationship with God. In fact, this is what it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, God sent Christ to make peace between himself and us. In other words, that is the reason and the purpose of why Christ came into the world to bring peace, but to bring peace between us and God, that spiritual peace. And I I can tell you when uh, we are out of whack or out of alignment with God, uh, everything goes wrong. Am I right? When I think I know better than God, how many have been there when we think we know better than God? Even when we know that we're supposed to be in obey, obeying God, even when we know that God has a purpose for our life, sometimes we get uh, stubborn and we start making our own rules. We start trying to do things. Our own, am I the only one this morning? Uh, we start trying to be Lord of our own life, uh, doing our own thing, and we disobey God. We fight God. Uh, we say, God, I'm okay. I'm going to be all right. And then you wonder why you feel a million miles away from God. Because you're out of alignment with God. You're disconnected with him. Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, Since we are made right with God by faith in Christ, we have peace with God because of what Jesus has done for us. So it's not what we've done, it's what Jesus has done. 
So when Jesus came and paid the price and forgave us of our sins, he brought reconciliation or brought peace between us and God. Not what you've done, but God has done it all for you. You cannot have real peace without Jesus. And you've probably seen this thing. I don't know if you guys have a picture of it. I send, I send it to you guys, but I'm, I don't know. Maybe they have it. But it, it, it says, no Jesus, no peace. You ever seen that? N-O, no Jesus. If you, if, you don't have no, if you don't have Jesus, you have no peace, right? N-O. But then it says, no Jesus. In other words, K-N-O-W. If you know Jesus, then you know real peace. Hallelujah. That's what it really means. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have peace. But if you know him, if you have a personal relationship, then you have real peace. Let me read you this scripture in Romans chapter 5, verse 10. It says, even though we were his enemies, did you know you were an enemy of God before you came to him? We were enemies of God by our rebellion and our sin. But God, listen to what it says, God made peace with us. In other words, he took the initiative Because his son died for our sins. Not that we're at peace. Now that we're at peace with God, we'll be saved for eternity by his son's life. So this is the wonderful thing about what Christ has done this morning is again, he reconciled us. He mended that relationship between, between us and God. The Bible says we were enemies of God. And because Jesus Christ died on the cross, uh, he brought reconciliation uh, of that relationship. And thank God, we don't have to bring a peace offering. Many, if you know anything about all these other religions, you got to bring a peace offering to, to your God. You have to bring all this food to make peace with God. Jesus Christ died on the cross. He offered himself. He is the peace of God. He's the Prince of Peace today. Let me read you another verse of scripture in Hebrews 7, 27. Jesus sacrificed for our sins once and for all when he offered himself on the cross. So you don't have to keep bringing a peace offering to God. You don't have to keep doing that. Jesus brought that kind of peace. In fact, this is why the uh, the wise men, when they came, they understood who Jesus was. They understood that he was bringing reconciliation into the world. And these wise men, they came and they offered the frankincense and they offered, or the gold, the frankincense and, and the myrrh. One little kid wrote this. Uh, he said they wrote, he wrote, they brought the gold, Frankenstein and Myrtle. No, that's not what he brought. But I'm here to tell you today that they brought these gifts to the Lord. And the Bible said they brought myrrh. And again, what myrrh was, basically, it's an embalming, embalming spice that was used when someone died. The embalmment, the embalmment was with myrrh. And so they knew immediately that this, this savior, this baby was going to die for the sins of man to bring peace with God. The second thing, write this down, is we're looking for peace within. All of us are looking for internal peace. Or that emotional peace this morning. 
Most people that you talk to, they're looking for that emotional peace, that, that stability inside. If you talk to people, they just, there's turmoil, there's conflict, there's things happening in their life. They can even be Christian. They can even be walking with God, but there's just this internal turmoil. They don't have the, have peace. They don't have stability. They don't have wholeness about them and they need this internal peace. Look at what the scripture says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Let the peace of God rule in your heart. So God wants to bring peace within your heart, within your soul. How many, how many want that today? You want, the, you want that internal peace. You want it within your soul. The Bible says the word for peace or the Hebrew word for peace is shalom. I may not be pronouncing it right, but what it means is the end of hostilities or it means wholeness or it means harmony. In other words, this morning, this is exactly what God, he wants to bring harmony. He wants to bring wholeness in your life. Now, let me be very clear today that peace is not the absence of problems. A lot of people think, well, I'm, the only time I'm going to have peace is when I don't have any problems. Let me just tell you, you're going to have problems your entire life. Hallelujah. Problems will never go away. So peace is not the absence of problems. Peace is not the absence of conflict. You're going to have conflict. In fact, Paul the Apostle said, we're having conflict every day. We're, we're not fighting flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness, spiritual rulers. So, so there's going to be conflict. Peace is not the absence of problems. It's not the absence of conflict. It's not the absence of battle. It's knowing that God is with you in the midst of the battle. He's with you in the midst. Of, he is with us this morning. The Prince of Peace is with us. And this is why when I, when I begin to look at these scriptures about peace, every one of us this morning, we're looking for peace. Because how many understand all of us are broken? How many have ever had your heart broken? How many have had things in your life that have just really broken you this morning? All of us have. I don't think there's anyone in this building that's never been broken. Let's just be honest. All of us are broken. We've all been broken. There've all, there've been issues and things in our life that have broken our heart. There've been problems and things, man, that you said, man, I, I, I just can't believe this. I can't believe this has happened in my life. And see, this is why God has the peace for every issue that happens in your life. If you have a broken heart, he brings comforting peace. If you have a confused heart, he gives us guiding peace. Can you say amen? If your heart is filled with shame, he gives us forgiving peace. When you are worried, when you have a worried heart, he gives us confident peace. So God has the peace for every problem in your life this morning. He wants to give you ultimately internal peace. And the third thing today is peace with others. How many have ever had problems with people? You guys are lying. All of us, you've people problems. Am I right? We've all dealt with people problems. Am I right? All of us this morning have had relational problems. We've had problems with people, whether it's your relatives, whether it's your friends. Uh, somebody said some people wouldn't, some of, some of our relatives wouldn't be our friends if it was our choice. Am I right? <laughs> the reason why you're friends with them is because you're their family, right? It's like, I got to get along with them. But okay, that's another story. But anyway, <laughs> the reality is this morning that a lot of us, uh, 
We've dealt with relational problems, and we know what it's like, man. When you have problems with family, when you have problems with relatives, it can rob you of your peace. Relational peace is something this morning all of us deal with, and when when our relationship with other people is off, it could mess us up. Am I right? It messes up a lot of things. When you don't get along with others or others don't get along with you, then you may have, it may not be a people problem, you may have a God problem. Because I find this, the closer I get to God, the better I get along with people. Let, let me just say it this way. When it's not good horizontally, it's probably not good vertically. Right? And when it's not good vertically, it's not good horizontally. Am I right? So when our walk with God is out of alignment with God or with the Lord this morning, we're out. Of, it's out of alignment with relationships. All of these things, and, and I, I tell you what, uh, when there's conflict with people, it, it becomes really, really tough. You know, especially in today's time that we're living in, uh, uh, especially here in America, we're looking for unity. It says, "United we stand." How many know? Lately, it doesn't seem that way. Am I right? It's like, man, divided we stand, really. I mean, it's hard. I mean, you know, there's civil unrest, you know, political turmoil. People uh, don't seem to be united. And, and we can see that the only one that can bring peace is God. Hallelujah. Let me read you a verse of scripture here. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 17. It says, Christ brought us all together through his death on the cross. So Christ is the one that brings people together. The cross gets us to embrace each other and end the hostility between different groups. I mean, if just uh, if America would just read that, huh? It, it basically says that Jesus Christ brings us together through the death of the cross, the Prince of Peace. I mean, when you look around at cities, when you look around in our nation today, you know, uh, you know, injustice and crime and all these different things, you're saying, uh, you know, I'll, I'll quote, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, the, the, oh, come on, I forget his name now. Uh, but anyway, he said, can we all just get along, right? Rodney King, not the King of Kings, amen. Can't we just all get along, right? Uh, can we just all get along? Really, I mean, there's some truth to that because the way we get along is through the cross of Calvary. Look at Galatians uh, chapter 3, verse 28. It said, in Christ's family, there's no division between Jew and Gentile, slave or free, or even male and female. Come on, men and women. It said, in Christ, what? We're all equal and we're all the same. Somebody say amen. And so there's something there this morning uh, when we're willing this morning to get along in, and when we realize that we have the same father, that we're going the same place, that in heaven, we're all going to be there together. They're not going to be different churches. Am I right? We're not going to be different churches and different, different denominations. The Bible says all of that divided wall is done with, it's torn apart. And really this morning, it brings us together. And so I want us to think about that today as I, I, as I talk about uh, peace today. And so how do we experience real peace? How do we, how do we get this uh, spiritual peace? How do we get this internal peace? How do we get this external peace with, with other people? I believe, write this down, we got to have an eye-opening moment. Some, what do we call it? The aha moment. I believe somehow... God has to open our eyes because how many know before we came to Christ, we're blinded. 
I have found the the moment that I got saved, the moment I gave my life to Jesus, it's like my eyes opened up, man. I begin to see things differently. Has anybody ever experienced that? Did you guys experience that? It's like all of a sudden, man, you, you begin to see your perspective change. Uh, the way you saw the world change. As soon as you gave your life to Jesus, it brought a little bit of clarity. All of a sudden, your eyes were open to the reality of what was going on. You, you didn't realize how, think, how dark and how, how blinded you were to a lot of things. And what you thought was really real happening. Also, when you got saved, you go, man, this is a bunch of junk, man. Why am I doing this? Why am I around this? Well, why did I do that? Because all of a sudden, when you give your life to Christ, it opens your eyes. A great example of this, I love this, is Paul the Apostle. In Acts chapter 26, he shares his testimony about on the road to Damascus. And he's on the road to Damascus. The Bible says he's out to persecute the church of God. He's out uh, to put more Christians in prison. He's against God. He's against Jesus. He's against the church of God. And he's religious at the same time. He has this religious zeal toward God. Yet he's persecuting the church of God. That's how blinded he is. He's so religious that he doesn't even have a relationship with God. And if you know the story, most of us do. He knocked off the horse, uh, and the Bible says he sees the light. Somebody, you got to see the light one day. He sees the light, and, and he falls off the horse. But this is what happened. When he falls off the horse, he is blinded. He's blinded, and the, and the Lord speaks to him. And look at what it says to him in Acts chapter 26, verse 16. And it says, now get up and stand on your feet. This is Jesus. I've appeared to you to appoint you as the servant. I don't think I gave them this verse, but I'll read it to you. And as the witness of what you have seen and will see of me, I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. And God says to him, I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sin and place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So God is telling Paul the apostle, you know what, I, I, I've got a mission for you. He goes, I'm, I'm opening your eyes to help others open up other people's eyes. Now here's the thing about Paul. Paul is blinded, but can I tell you something? his eyes begin to see the inside. He began to see who he really was. And God said, I'm sending you to go open up the eyes, to bring a moment of clarity, to, to open up the eyes of people that don't see who God is. And all of us this morning need to have that eye-opening experience. You need, you need to let God open your eyes a little bit. Oh, you're never going to get the peace of God in your life at all. All of a sudden, you got to have this moment where you realize, you know what? I've been seeing things the wrong way. I haven't been seeing clearly. I've been, I've had the wrong perspective about God. So let me just tell you, a lot of us, before we came to Christ, you had the wrong perspective about who God is. But when you gave your life to Jesus, all of you suddenly you said, God loves me. He wants to forgive me. He wants to change my life. He's not against me. You realize that God wasn't out to rain on your party. He wasn't out to steal your joy. He's, he's out to give you some joy. He's out to fulfill your life. He said, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. 
Man, you you thought you were having a great time. Actually, you were you were killing yourself. You were going down the wrong way. Man, you were on a spiral going the wrong place. Your sin was killing you. And it was Christ that saved you and he rescued you. How many thank God for that? And so there are moments in scripture where God is brings peace to people by opening up their eyes. One of them is Joseph, which was Mary's husband. The Bible says that all of a sudden he finds out that his wife Mary is pregnant. He goes, I haven't been with her. Man, I better go talk to the neighbor, right? He's wondering what's happening with Mary. How in the world is she pregnant? And then she tells him the story, I'm pregnant by God. Yeah, right. Exactly. But he's not, he's in turmoil. The Bible says he's going to disown her. He's going to uh, basically stop this marriage, this engagement with her. And the Bible said that an angel of God appears to him and begins to tell him that this, that Mary, uh, the baby that she has is conceived by the Holy Spirit. And at that moment, Joseph's eyes are open. His mind and his heart is open. He says, okay, I'll do what God is calling me to do. The Bible said that the wise men, they follow this star. Now, most scholars believe these wise men were astrologers. Uh, these wise men uh, were, were men that understood a, a lot of things. They were, they, they were smart, and then they, they looked at the world a whole different perspective. But all of a sudden, this star opened up their eyes, and they realized that this star was different than the rest. And, of course, we know they followed this star, and they came to where Jesus was at. The Bible said that Mary, even Mary herself, was wondering what was going on when the angel of God spoke to her and said, you're going to be pregnant and you're going to conceive a son. You're going to name him Jesus. Her eyes were then open. Elizabeth, her relative, the Bible says when she went to visit her, all of a sudden had a moment of clarity. Had a, her eyes were open and she realized, man, you, you're going to have a savior. You're pregnant with the Savior in your life. All of us this morning, we need to have our eyes open. You need to realize that you need to look through a different set of set of glasses. Can I just say it that way? Because many times we're looking through at things with a broken glass, and that's why you don't have peace in your life. You need to get a different perspective. Are you with me this morning? Let me, let me read you this verse of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. I'll read in two different versions. The first version says, I pray that your heart will be flooded with light so that you can see something of the future that God has called you to share. Let me read it another way. NIV version says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which you've been called to, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So God knows everything about you. There's nothing that God doesn't know. He knows everything about you this morning. And he's wanting to open our eyes, enlighten us. Can you say amen? He's wanting you to see what he has in store for your life. He's wanting you to see this morning the purpose that he has for you, that there's greater things that God has for your life. But many times what we do is we live in denial. We think we don't, we don't have a problem. You need to let God open your eyes. When God gives you peace and opens your eyes, it's not a denial of problems. It's not a denial of issues this morning. It's bringing clarity that, you know what, he can help you. 
How many of when we deny things that, that when we deny that those things are there, we're usually blaming everybody else, right? We're usually saying, well, the reason things are there is because it's their fault. When you blame what? You be lame, right? When you blame, you be lame, right? You're, you're, you're blaming other people for your, because, because you're denying the issue. You're not letting God see things the way you're supposed to see them. All of a sudden, yeah, uh, when God opens up your eyes, you begin to see who you really are. You're not that, you're not that good. You realize, man, I'm a sinner. Before you were saved, you thought you were pretty good. I'm not as bad as that guy. I'm not as bad as this person over here. But the moment you gave your life to Jesus, it brought clarity to you. And you realize, man, I'm not as good as I thought I was. When I came to Christ, I remember I was just 16 years old. You know, I didn't have a lot of sin like some of you know. We were all sinners. Amen. All of us on my way to hell just like everybody else. But but I'm here to tell you that if you're not careful, you think, well, you know, I, I was a good sinner. There is no good sinner. You're a wicked sinner, and we're all going to hell. Bible said the wage of the sin is death. Somebody say amen. All of us are. But if you're not careful, you begin to say, well, I'm not as bad as this person. It's God's spirit that opens your eyes and make you realize you're lost without him. And he gives you a different perspective and how to see things and how to look at things. So all of us this morning, we need to ask God, open my eyes, Lord. Help me to see things. Help me to see things through the word of God. Help me to see my, my, my relationships and, and those that are around me. Help me to see them in the right perspective. Look, look at what Isaiah 48, 18 says. God said, if, you only, if only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have flowed like a river. If you just obeyed God, you'd have had peace flowing like a river. The second thing, the way this peace is going to work, if you're going to have peace with God, if you're going to have peace internally and peace with other people, you got to have an attitude of humility. Be a little humble. Say humble. Most of us this morning, before we came to Christ, and if we'll be real honest, we still let a little pride in us, right? We're, we, we need to humble ourselves and realize, man, we're nothing without God. When's the last time you say, God, you know what? I'm nothing without you. If it wasn't for your grace, if it wasn't for your power, man, where would I be? James says it this way in James chapter 4, verse 8. God opposes the prideful. That means every time that you're prideful, you're opposite of God. He opposes that. He said, but what? He gives grace to the humble. And so God empowers your life. He gives you peace in your life when you are humble. So I, I wrote this down. I, I don't know if you like it. When you exchange your vanity, you get peace and sanity. That's pretty good, huh? I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. Look at that. Amen. When you exchange your vanity, he'll give you peace and sanity. So the only way you're going to get real peace this morning, you got to get rid of that vanity, that pride. And one of the things that I've learned is, you know what? Uh, I, I, I can't impress God. God. God impresses me. I don't impress God. Am I right? And, and if we'll be honest this morning, we got to have a heart of humility. We have to be willing to admit, God, everything that I have is because of you. That is the antidote. That sometimes when we're, we're thinking we got it all together, when we're thinking, man, and sometimes when we're whining, how many ever whine? Uh, you're whining about your life. Uh, you know, whining doesn't impress God either. 
It's when we're humble and say, God, you know what? I may not have everything I want, but man, I got everything I need. Hallelujah. Isaiah 26 said, the Lord grant peace for all we have and all we are has come from you. Is that not humility right there? When was the last time again you said, God, man, thank you for the next breath that I'm taking. Thank you, God, for, for the, for, you know, that I'm alive today. Thank you, God, that you love me and you care about me. Thank you, God, that if it wasn't for you, man, my life would be a mess. God, that you healed me, that you saved me, that you put me on the right track, that I got my sanity today. Humility brings the peace of God. Psalms 34, 18 says, The Lord is close to those who what? whose hearts are breaking, and he rescues those who are humbly sorry for their sin. So when you are sorry for your sin, when you're humble, the Bible says he gives us peace. Hallelujah. I'm going to read you this next verse of Scripture that I think is really, really powerful because there are lots of times when our peace is robbed by what? Our worry. How many worry, man, will kill you? Look, look at what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. How many know that's already hard to do? Now, let me just say this to you. I'm going to stop here right now, and I just want to be, make something real clear. This is probably one of the most difficult verses in the Bible. It's probably the hardest command to keep in the Bible. Don't worry about anything. It's probably more harder than anything in the Bible this morning, any command uh, than, 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 you know, not murdering, than not, not cheating, not committing. We think those are so hard. Man, you know, it's so hard not to do these things. I'm telling you, not to worry is probably the hardest. Because when you worry, you are assuming responsibility that you're not supposed to have. When you're worried this morning, you're saying, basically, I'm supposed to be in charge and things aren't going the way they should, I want them to go. So you begin to worry. Look at what the rest of Scripture says. Don't worry about anything. What? Instead, pray about everything. So the alternative to worry is pray, not panic. Can you say amen? Worship, not worry. Faith, not fear. Can you say amen? I said, don't worry about anything. Instead... Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him. It says thank him. If you do this, you will experience God's peace. That's how you're going to experience God's peace, which is far greater than the human mind can understand. God's peace, what? Will guard your hearts and minds as what? You live in Christ Jesus. I mean, here's the antidote, man, uh, to worry. Here's the antidote to stress. Here's the antidote to the missing piece in your life. The Bible says don't, uh, don't worry about anything. Pray about everything this morning, uh, and you'll see that the peace of God, what, that surpasses all understanding, is going to fill your mind, going to fill your heart this morning. I read this story about this couple. They, they had their fifth child, and a couple received a playpen from their friends. And several weeks later, the friend who sent the gift received a note and from this family or from the mom. She said, the playpen is wonderful, she said. Just what we needed. I sit, I sit in it every afternoon and I read and the kids can't get close to me. See how that's, uh, that's somebody that, that's, that's going through a lot in their life. Am I right? 
You're carrying a lot more than you're supposed to. Let, let me give you this illustration this morning. And, and I, I got this glass of water here. And, um, you know, I can carry, I could probably carry this glass of water for, I don't know, maybe a half hour here, maybe an hour, just like this. But if I put it out like that, how long can I carry this glass of water? I don't know. I mean, I may be able to carry it a few. I don't know. What do you think, Pastor Isaac? Ten minutes. He thinks, man, you got a lot of faith in me. <laughs> Am I supposed to do that right now? Illustrate that, that I could do it for ten minutes? Are you challenging me, brother? Is that a, is that like a dare? Because I could do it. No, I'm not going to do that. But just imagine, you don't let nobody dare you, man. I double dog dare you. But here we go. So I'm holding this water right here the way this is. I, I, and Pastor Isaac said I can at least carry it for 10 minutes out here. And possibly I possibly can. I probably go 20. I'm just kidding. I don't know how long I carry it. But if, if I'm carrying it out here like this, you know, again, if I held it in a little bit the way I had it, I have a little bit more leverage. But if I keep it out there that I'm carrying this glass of water, after a while, this thing's going to get, it's going to get heavy. And after a while, my arm is going to get a little numb. Pastor, I think it's kind of getting numb right now, a little bit right now. After a while, my elbow's going to hurt probably, right? Probably my arm right here. It's probably going to start affecting my, what, my shoulder a little bit. You think it get get in my neck a little bit and maybe get in my back area? Is that right? Like right now? No, it's not there yet, but... But I can feel that it's going to get there. I don't even know how long. How long have I been doing it? I think it's only been about a minute. And already I'm carrying this thing like this. And, and, and again, the more I try to carry this on my own, and I try to carry this by this extended thing the way I'm carrying it, right? After a while, it's going to bring a lot of pain. And, it, and, 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 and my muscles are going to hurt, right? I challenge you, after service, some of you need to go up here and try to carry it like this. It's starting to hurt a little bit now, all right? I can feel the pain right here. I think it's two minutes. I think it's two minutes already. And you said 10 minutes? Man, bro, that's a lot of faith right there. So, again, I'm not going to do this, okay, because, it's, you know, anyway, I need to preach. I need to preach today. But the more I carry it, after a while, it's going to shake a little bit like this. And, and here's what I'm trying to do. I'm going to bring it back in. See like that? See like that? The, the reason I'm doing that and the reason why I can't do it because I'm not supposed to carry it on my own by myself. I'm supposed to bring all my problems close to God. Can you say amen? And he helps carry my problems and my anxiety for me. Can you say amen? This is what the peace of God is today. Jesus says, come to me, all those who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah. He says, come to me, all those that are tired and worn out. He said, man, he goes, take my yoke upon you. He's not talking about a yoke of egg. He's talking about today this yoke that two animals could carry together. They could yoke two oxen together or two horses together, whatever it was, and they helped carry the load. God said, bring, don't try to carry this on your own by yourself. Bring all of your anxiety, all your problems, all your issues. The Prince of Peace today wants to help you and give you peace. Can you say amen? He wants to take all of your stuff, 
all of your junk, whatever is whatever stress, whatever fear, whatever whatever is going on in your life. And again, 2020, we, we've had a lot of stress. Maybe even this week, as you get into the holidays, it's not going to be the same. You know what? Don't try to carry everything by yourself. Let the Prince of Peace come aside you. Can you say amen? Let him take that yoke. Help him to carry. He'll help you carry some of these things in your life. Let him open your eyes. Man, start seeing things differently. Man, you can look at the world right now, and you can look at things going on, and man, you'll get depressed. You know, I think this past week, I just stopped listening to the news. You know, I got more peace. Now I don't even listen to the news. I, I don't know what Lord Newsom is saying or anything like that. No, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know about what Gavin Newsom is saying. I don't know what he said lately. I don't, I don't even know what the last press thing conference he said. I, I'm not going to listen to that guy anymore. Hey, Amen. I, I don't want to get depressed. I'm, 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 not, I'm not even watching the news anymore because the, more and more, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to let God carry my burden. I'm going to let him help me carry my stuff. Can you say amen? Because when I start carrying, I'm like, you know what? I get loaded down. My aches start happening in my body, in my mind, in my soul. I don't have internal peace. I don't have external peace with other people. And then I lose my peace with God. But when I give it to him, the Bible says, cast all your cares upon him. For he cares for you. Can you say amen? Why don't we bow our heads for just a moment? Father, we thank you today. Let me pray. God, all over this building right now, I pray for the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. God, I pray for your peace to fill the minds and the hearts of people today. That, Lord, that you would help them right now. God, whatever they're going through, whatever load that they're carrying, because many are carrying different types of loads and things that are boggling them down right now, things on their mind. God, we we weren't created to carry all these things by ourselves. But God, we're going to take that yoke and God, you're going to help us carry, God, these things. Lord, in fact, you're going to, you're going to bear more of the burden than we, than we can. You're the Prince of Peace. And I just declare your peace right now over every person that's sitting in this building. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, today. And so our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. Christians are praying quietly right now. If, if you're in this building or if you're online right now, you've been listening to this message. I'm here to tell you today that you'll never have real peace without Jesus. He is, peace is the person. Let me just be honest with you. His name is Jesus. And you'll never have real peace without him. Because the Bible says, again, There's none righteous, not even one. We've all sinned, and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. There is no one righteous. In fact, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God, the peace of God, the Prince of Peace, the God that forgives, his name is Jesus, is eternal life. And so this morning, if you're sitting in this room, if you're listening to me online, I'm here to tell you today, that God wants to give you peace. He wants to forgive you of your sin. He wants to come in your life today. I'll tell you what, he'll open up your heart. He'll open up your eyes today to see the truth that he loves you, he cares about you. So if you're in this room right now, if you're listening online, I want to give you an opportunity to receive the Prince of Peace, to receive Jesus in your life today. And so if you're sitting in this room right now or online, you be honest with God, be honest with yourself. 
Friend, it's not time to live in denial. It's time to just be honest with God. You say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life. I need Jesus in my life today. If you're, if you're sitting here right now, would you raise your hand? Is there anyone here right now? Say, Pastor, I need the Lord in my life. Is there anyone at all? We want to pray with you. We don't want you to leave here without him in your life. Just raise your hand. Say, that's me, Pastor. I need God in my life right now. I need to give my life to Jesus. If you're online, let us know right now that you, you want to receive Christ in your life. But if there's anyone right now, say, that's me. Would you pray for me? I need the Lord in my life. Just raise your hand real quick. Say, that's me. That's me. Just raise your hand, whoever you are. Maybe you're away from God. Maybe you, you took a detour and you just need to come back to the Lord today. Just raise your hand. Say, that's me. I need to make my way back. Thank you back there. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody else? Say, I need to make my way back. I need to come back to the Lord today. Is there anybody else? Just raise your hand. Just raise your hand. We want to pray with you. We don't want you to leave here the same way you came this morning. Amen. You, you mean that? You raise your hand? You mean that back there? W would you come? Amen. Let's, let's, let's clap for this guy, man. Praise God. Anybody else? I need somebody to pray with him right now. God bless you, bro. God bless you, man. Good to see you. Would you pray with him, Chris? Amen. Why don't we all stand together right now? Why don't we all stand together right now? We're just going to worship. And you know what? As we, as we start singing, we start worshiping the Lord. If you just feel like, you know, Pastor... I just need to give some things. I'm I'm a little boggled down with things. I I want to. I've been trying to carry carry my burdens myself, and I realize I can't I I can't handle the weight after a while. You can't not on your own. You need to give them to God. And so, if you want to come, you can come to the altar as we sing this song, and maybe just want to just cast your cares upon the Lord. You want us to pray for you. Just come, and they're going to lead us in worship right now. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.